When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat because you're listening to the Dubland Podcast with Suzanne and PJ. Dove your Dubland Podcast, up your ear holes. That's what I do. I walk around just fucking dropping shit. I'm not clumsy, I'm just a dropper. Yeah, that happens. It is age or just stupidity. I don't know which one, but definitely. Yeah, definitely. Is that an actual ailment fucking idiotry yeah it's a progressive fucking idiotry yeah right good stuff with being 40 okay well this is the Dublin podcast uh, with Suzanne Cain and PJ Gallagher so I suppose last time in the last podcast our very first one yeah um, we didn't really explain what it was you didn't have to we don't and that's, <laughs> and that's probably the premise that we will stay with it's just a podcast it's a bit of banter a bit of chat with PJ Gallagher and myself and that's kind of it although each week we will each award a hero of the week yeah I have a couple of things to run by you this week. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Oh, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, hang on to your heroes because they're on the way. Um, this week, I was thinking about, look, you know, people think because you work in radio or you work in telly that you're all minted. Yeah. We're not. Well, I'm not. No, people say it all the time. No. I remember after, like, when we did Naked Camera the first time, our first telly jobs, and people said, oh, it's hot, you'll be driving a Ferrari. There you go. What are you doing on the bus? I would have thought you got a Ferrari. Did you they not get a Ferrari? No, I didn't get a Ferrari. Funny enough, I don't have nearly enough money for a Ferrari. Right, right. I, okay. I've never had a loan. Really? Never had a loan. God. I've never asked anyone for it. Well, I've had loans, like I've said, here, listen, is there any Oh, for your mates. Yeah. But not from a, a financial from an institution. institution, yeah. An institution has never loaned me money. I'd hate the idea of owing those people money. I'd rather not have anything. They know, they know money. I don't feel like an adult either. I just feel like I get myself into trouble. This works very well with my pitch that I have for you. <laughs> I'm thinking. Christmas PJ's or PJ's Christmas lunches. Stay with me on this. Okay. Right. So, what we do is if you have a Christmas party but you're a small company. Do you know like small companies, there's only maybe 10 of them or 20 of them, even like five of them working in a place and they go Maureen's in charge of the Christmas party, oh, yeah. you know. So they're like, "Maureen, what are we doing?" And, and she's they like, probably don't like Maureen. Maureen no. probably got her nose in on the Christmas parties early. Well, she's Maureen probably set it up. <laughs> she was probably the one, do you know? And yeah. they, everyone knows the Christmas party organiser get the kickback. They yeah. get the good room in the hotel or they get the extra yeah, gravy on the dinner. The face of the, the face of the events. Exactly, of the week, yeah. right? So I'm thinking it's hard to organise a Christmas do if it's a small company. This is where <laughs> VJ's Christmas lunches come in. You could go out to their lunch place yeah. at lunchtime and do a 40 minute gig. In their at their lunch place, yeah, for Christmas, I do a ten minute gig, twenty minute gig, don't <laughs> be scabby, gig. like a quick lunch. They'd sit there, have their lunch. You'd go out. Imagine like just randomly sitting there. It's your Christmas do you know? Maybe maybe they'll order in a pizza. It'd be a disaster. It would be brilliant. It'd be a disaster. Why would it be a disaster? I'd be just ruining someone's lunch. No, I think people would actually really like this. So you can tweet me at Suzanne Four FM. <laughs> 
or PJ if you want it. We could roll this out to see how it works. Okay. What's like, we need like a prototype. So we need to send you somewhere. Right, do you know what? I'm trying to think somewhere that could be, okay, we could send you to my husband's business because they'd be nice to you. No, I think this would be brilliant. From the man who does stand up in Mountjoy in prisons, I think going to people's lunchtime to their to their workplace and doing 20 minutes of stand up is something, it's brilliant. By all accounts, doing it in a prison is a much safer environment. I mean, no. yeah, I'm surrounded by murderers and, and the like. Uh, right. But, but uh, I'm very well protected. And, uh, are you saying that people working generally in like businesses up and down the country are going to attack? I yeah, think they're unpredictable. <laughs> yeah, but you see, the thing, <laughs> the thing about it is, is that they're not going to tweet to go and have you perform in their canteen at lunchtime if they don't like you. I'll try it. That's my f- first money making scheme. Obviously, there has to be a nominal fee to get you there. They have to, and you can keep it yourself or give it to the dogs with no ears. It. You'd have to give it to the dogs with no ears or cats with, with damaged noses. But you don't even you don't even have Ferrari bike. How are we going to get a Ferrari bike if we don't start <laughs> start saving? Okay, somewhere? we'll keep it then. Yeah, F- but they're only going to give us like fifty euro or it something. Doesn't matter. Look, out of small trees make acorns. Yeah. Or the likes. I think that's the truth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So that's my first pitch for this week. So let's plant an acorn then. Yes, from okay. seeds. Right then, let us know if you want me to come yeah, so and ruin you your tw- day at work. You can tweet me at Suzanne 4 fm There you go. <laughs> uh, Halloween, of course, this weekend. I love Halloween. It's exciting, isn't it? I love Halloween. I was talking to a guy yesterday, right? Really? Yeah, I was talking to a guy yesterday. Him. Uh, and it was amazing. Because uh, he told me so much cha- Halloween has changed. Halloween now is like, it's a much more PC event than it used to be because it's very American now. And his dad, he had an English dad, Irish mother, and uh, one Halloween, he was stuck for an idea what to dress up as. Mm-hmm. And they dressed him up as Hitler. Can't do t- that now, you see. And they told him to walk around Dorky, knocking <laughs> on the houses in Dorky, right? They had him in a long grey coat, the little moustache, and the swastika. The father sat down for the whole night and he made him a swastika for his arm. The oh red armband, God. the white circle and the black swastika. And he told him, for a laugh, when people answer the door, you give the fascist salute. So you give the Hitler salute and you go, trick or tree! In your best German accent, right? <laughs> so he told me that this was his parents' idea. And uh, he showed me a picture of him and his mother. And it, they're so proud Was of she him. like Eva Braun? No, oh. she looks like a totally normal woman. Okay. Uh, she's actually from Cork. And Explains a lot. Uh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Uh, but they're set, like standing with their arms around each other with a, and a big happy family photo and the kids doing the Hitler salute. That's brilliant. And they're so proud because they put so much work into it. But then he said they had neighbours uh, called the Jacobs, which they always presumed were Protestant because they had a funny name. So they thought, there's no offence there. And then... <laughs> Said them, of course they were a Jewish family. Oh no! <laughs> Looking at a little Hitler with his arm in the air going, Trick or tree! Oh my, you couldn't do that now. It's and the thing is, no back room. then, absolutely hilarious. For the Jewish family, the Everyone Irish family, funny. the English dad. It'd be on the front of the star now. It'd be on the front of the star now, but yeah. considered absolutely hilarious at the time. I wonder what you could do now that would be as inappropriate. A Jimmy suicide Savile. bomber or Jimmy's. <laughs> <laughs> you Jimmy Savile. There you go. But if you I, have twins, I actually dare you. Dress one up as Jimmy Savile and the other one as a suicide bomber and send them around trick-or-treating together. <laughs> Can you ask? But, didn't, so, but there has been really like politically incorrect costumes that have gone around because a couple of years ago, Jimmy Savile, before everything happened with Jimmy Savile and we found out what an absolute monster the man was, yeah. it was a really popular was a Halloween real costume and I remember going out and people so did it. to do. You got oh, yourself a big blonde wig, a tracksuit and a load of rings, funny sunglasses. Yeah. Job was a good one. Yeah. He was a good He was a good fancy dresser. He was man. a great fancy dresser, just a very bad man as it just turns a, out. An, an absolute scumbag. A horrible, yeah. horrible, yeah. And almost it, human. Wasn't it like two Christmases ago, the two little girls 
girls, uh, I think somewhere in the north, dressed up as the Peru too. With it was the, or was in the UK. Probably the best fancy dress costume I've seen in a long time. And I just feel like I'm really like not really utilising Oshin enough. We're just sending him out as an astronaut. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you yeah. know? I'm just like... What age is your kid now? He's going to be a year in November. A year. Yeah, so he can just stand and stuff. We're trying to get him to walk. So he's... Oh, God. So he's just learning to walk. Just starting, yeah. Oh, my God. I have it. The most <laughs> inappropriate Halloween costume ever. Oscar Pistorius. <gasps> For someone that's learning to walk. Brilliant. <laughs> it would be amazing. Put him in running gear. Okay, I will do. I'll wrap some clothes hangers dress. around his legs and give yeah. him a plastic machine gun. Um, give him an ankle brace. <laughs> an ankle tag. We should be less PC uh, and we should dress. Everybody should just really inappropriately. Yeah, in a, like, like you're supposed to be scary. No. We discussed this last week. Well, you can be scary if you want. So what do the kids say? Do they say help the Halloween party? Because we used to say... Tri- That's what we used to uh, say. Sorry, we used to say... Now they say trick or treat, I now believe. Trick or yeah, treat, so yeah. we say help the Halloween party. And also, let's face it, back in, you know, our day, a Halloween costume was a black bag over your head and a cardboard hat. You're a witch. Get out the door. Yeah. And I don't want to see you till at least 12 o'clock. Is that what we wear, witches? At night. I didn't know what we were. I just knew we were wearing plastic bags. I thought a Halloween costume... Was a plastic bag. Was a Halloween costume. Like it was, you were dressed as Halloween. Because it didn't make any sense. So you were wearing a plastic bag and a cardboard hat. So what are you dressed? Are you dressing up for Halloween? Yeah, of course I am. I have my Halloween costume. But I didn't when I realised other people wore other shit. Yeah. I was totally fucking confused by it. I was like, that's not a Halloween costume. Are you wearing a plastic bag? You're dressed as a ghost. Yeah. Dracula, a ghost or plastic bags. That was pretty much where you went. Have you any like favourite horror movies you're going to watch on Halloween? I don't like horror movies. You don't like them at all? I loved them. I just, I'm so into them. But only because I was so scared of them for so long. Okay. And I went to see The Sixth Sense with a buddy of mine, Jer. But that's not really a horror film. At the time, for me, it was a, it was a pretty horrific experience. And we went no to... The, you got counselling to go on stage. Go on. Yeah, we went to the UCI in Coolock and we were six rows from the back, say. There's this part in, this, in the movie, this, the fucking kid comes out and she's after... She gets sick. Do you remember? He's like in a tent in the house. Okay, and yeah. And this kid comes out and she gets Sorry, sick. Sorry, yes, yes, yes. And then yes. you see the back of her head and it's like her back of her head was blown oh, off. Yeah. And I got such a fright, I jumped up and went, Ah! Right? <laughs> and my mate Jerry started getting embarrassed. And he was like, Obviously. he goes, sit down, you lunatic, right? And I was like, ah! There we go! Ah! And then I got mortified. But he wouldn't let me pass them. Because uh, he was just going, sit down and grabbing me. So I turned around and I climbed over the rows of people the six rows of people to get out the door over them I climbed over them and then I was like I can't run through the lobby because I look like an idiot uh, so I oh stopped. really that's the concern at this well, point well I knew I looked like an idiot in that room right. but I had a whole new start in the lobby <laughs> so I got out of the lobby new start not to look like an idiot and I got out and uh, uh, to, to try and make myself look half normal I ordered a coke and a bomb card <laughs> and then walked out into the car park and sat in the car <laughs> Listening to the radio. How long ago was this? Oh, when it was out, when it was in the cinema. Oh, I don't that know. That was brilliant. That was, when was that movie? In the 90s or oh, something? Oh, years ago. Shit. Yeah, yeah, it's a long yeah. time ago. But I absolutely freaked. I fucking freaked. So and you like Halloween movies or horror movies now and you couldn't sit through The Sixth Sense. I mean, that makes no sense. Couldn't sit through The Candyman? I watched Candyman. Candyman is the most terrifying. Me and my mates. <laughs> Watch that. I will never forget. In Denise Healy's house and the wagons downstairs, utility, or the toilet, you know the way like downstairs toilet's quite small. Yeah. I went in to go to the toilet and blocked the door and kept going, Candyman! Candyman! I'm <laughs> freaking out in the toilet going, <laughs> 
Candyman's horrendous. Never yeah. say Candyman five times in the mirror. Never say Candyman. Yeah, I still don't think I no. could do that and feel easy. Don't. Or, do you remember don't walk backwards down the stairs and saying that uh, Hail Mary because the devil will appear? No. I'll try it now. Do. See, I'd have the confidence to try it now. No, Although I wouldn't, I wouldn't remember a Hail Mary. Oh, Hail okay. Mary for the grace. Don't, Lord don't embarrass yourself. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Don't cross the road without an adult. I can't remember. So you're, you're like onto that. something there. So I, then I saw Candyman. Yeah. And Candyman freaked me so much. And I was like half an adult at this stage. Candyman was, was the like, 90s. It was like, wasn't it like 97, 98 maybe yeah, I'm going to so say? I or maybe it, 96? I was, like, I was old. You're 20. I was 20, over 20. Okay. Yeah. And then I remember what run downstairs and standing with me ma. Standing with her. She's like, what are you doing here? Nothing. What's wrong with you? There's no security like the and parents' like, what, security. There's something wrong. What's, what's going on? I was like, no, not honest to God. She said, leave me alone. I, I was just hanging around. I was just saying how you were. Do you want to hold my hand just for, yeah. just for a moment? Just for and security. then I saw the ring. I went to see the ring. And Never saw it. No way, Jose. Scariest film I've ever no seen. No way, no way. Freaked me out so much I couldn't sleep with the light on for a week. And then yeah. came home one night after a gig and I sat down and the Japanese version was on. No, I thought, oh, this will take the edge off it because <laughs> you'll watch the Japanese version and it'll be funny. They won't have spent on the effects. F- fucking hell. <laughs> it was the scary... To this day, the Japanese version of The Ring is the most skin-crawlingly, bone-turning, no. chillingly, no, horrific movie I have ever seen. I, I, I think it was a month... I was I was I wasn't at ease in myself for a month after. <laughs> this is the I wasn't thing. at ease in myself. Because you don't. They like I remember <laughs> do you remember Silver Bullet? Do you ever remember that? The werewolf. Yes. Yes. So that was out in the eighties and yeah. that was where they began because my brothers and my best friend's brothers would have been babysitting us and we watched Silver Bullet because we had a, a video a video recorder in our house. But I remember it being on and having to go out and sit in the kitchen with the lights on. And I'm pretty sure that I probably slept in between my parents or on my parents' floor for at least another six weeks, you know, after that happening because I couldn't get my shit together. My brothers, I couldn't really sleep in my brother's room because in between their beds, they had the the really long, slim posters. They used to have video shop posters all up on their wall. And it was Freddy. Do you remember Freddy? Freddy One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four. Freddy's at the door. Five, six. Get your crucifix. Seven. Seven, eight, he's coming late. Nine, ten, you'll be dead then. But they used to, one, two, Freddy's coming for are you. I remember that. Terrifying. There is no fear like Elm Street fear. No, Elm Street fear. Freddy Krueger was horrifying. Terrifying. Absolutely horrifying. Yeah, terrifying. The it's bastard it. son of a thousand maniacs. That is was that how he was, was supposed to have been born, yeah. I just vaguely remember watching that. And from those days, No. No, no, no. It's probably not a good time to also bring up the fact that I'm afraid of the cinema. So if oh. I, cause I don't like the idea of being in a dark room full of strangers that if anything happened, it terrifies me. So oh, I, a, I couldn't go, I don't like horror films. B, I wouldn't go to the cinema and watch a horror film because they just, they are just... It's like a double-edged sword. Yeah, it's horrendous. So no, that's me in horror films. So and was that the first horror film you ever saw? Silver no. Bullet was the first so. that I can remember. And then I think I'm, I watched Nightmare on Elm Street because they... Like it was all we used to all watch these movies together. That was it. And then like people said about like Final Destination and all those something about you had to pull your eyeball out to get a key and stuff. No, yeah, thank you. That's saw. I don't sleep or saw. I don't sleep for a week. Like see, I'm over it now. I really enjoyed them now. I really enjoyed them now. But no. like that, my first one, like you, was a werewolf movie. It was American Werewolf in London. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I remember that moment where he turns. Never saw. It. Oh Jesus. And he, he he looks at his hand and his hand grows from the thumb to the knuckle. It just grows and grows in front of his face and the hair starts to come over. And then I just remember going, this is, I'm not feeling very well here. I don't feel very well. That's how I, I felt like unwell. I felt like, you know, I think I, I'm having a funny turn. 
And it was probably, I mean, it was, wasn't even, I was probably 10 or something. Although a couple of years ago, when I used to work in FM104, I did, they did a phone show uh, from Wicklow Jail. They oh. locked me in a jail cell, right? I had to drive home. <laughs> I rang Joey. I wasn't seeing Joey that long, so it was a bad time. So Joey spoke to me the whole way home. I didn't sleep for weeks because I was convinced there was a ghost of a little girl in the cell with me and I'm still freaked out a couple oh, of years later. God. Yeah, no, you did it. The Niall Boylan I one. Did. We'll just play this little clip of you. If that's you, the slasher, give us a sign now. I want you to be yeah, brutal. Do that, PJ. Go on, be, be, be forceful, PJ. Come on. If that's you, the slasher, give us a sign. <gasps> guys, oh. that's guys. Well Seriously. done. That's brilliant, PJ. Keep it up. Tell him you're not afraid of him. So bring it on. I'm Go not going to lie to the man, Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> This is you telling a go- telling Deborah or the psychic that you can't lie because you're afraid of a ghost or there was it was a, the slasher. The slasher. The what was slasher. the story? Well, I don't really know the full story because I remember Deborah just going, "This is the spookiest place I've ever been in my life." And when I walked in, a voice said, "Get out, you witch!" And she got <laughs> off on one, so she was really trying to freak us out beforehand. Anyway, and then me and another girl. We were locked in the room, the slasher's bedroom, the right. top floor. So you where were you, Ross, Ross Castle? Ross Castle. Yeah. Amazing place. Like really? an amazing place. Scary, the and it's full on Norman Bates shit. Like the stuffed animals, like they look Ooh. like they're screaming on the wall. Silent screams, taxidermy, yeah. weird taxidermy. Funny thing about taxidermy is though, it's horrifying until you see the one that someone didn't do right. And it just looks like a stout that got kicked in the face. <laughs> so yeah, I was kind of concentrating on the stout that got kicked yeah. in the face. And uh, and then the noises started. Uh, I I and I, 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 I wasn't so bad, but it's just unnerving. It's just unnerving. But yeah, there was a moment when Niall asked me to speak to the ghost. He asked me just to uh, to tell the ghost I wasn't afraid of him. And then he says, uh, you know, <laughs> challenge him. Look, you'll hear it. I made a, I made an idiot of myself. Slasher, what are you doing? But I find it all just a little bit terrifying, to be honest with you. I don't like ghosts and ghouls. And considering the Halloween and what's going on, I'll give you my illegal down- download of the week recommendation. Hit me. Uh, Walking Dead. Have you ever watched Walking no, Dead? No, is it good? The sixth series has just started. It's mm. absolutely incredible. What is the what is the premise of Walking premise Dead? Premise of the Walking Dead. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, don't make a face because every time I say this to a woman, she makes a face. Right? Oh, well. It's a zombie series. So you made a face. You told you made a face before I even finished the it dog. It But it's like the thing about this one is the zombies aren't what they're afraid of. They know how to handle the zombies. Okay. It's other people. Because in the world has changed now. So it's like this group are trying to survive, they're coming together. They've gradually separated over the last six years. If you haven't seen it, the ser- the first couple of series are absolutely is it scary. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of chilling. It's slow really? moving and then one thing happens that changes the whole sort of plot so it's it's well worth it I love it I absolutely isn't love that it. real um, it kind of sounds like Irish someone would say it's the living you should be afraid of yeah it's not the dead it's the living true and this should be pretty much of. sums up this this pretty much sums it up oh, okay. uh, and it's kind of amazing Walking Dead The Walking Dead check out The Walking Dead it's, uh, it's three episodes into series six at the minute uh, yeah so no. if you're looking for a series relationship that is a series if you're looking of, for a series relationship yeah. this is the one this, this is, is my favourite television show I've ever watched now hang it's on, you're giving it the big it's last my favorite week TV. about Pablo and his mates. So this is the walking oh, but this is better. The, oh wow. This is better than Pablo. Okay. Pablo uh, like Narcos is pretty fantastic on Netflix, but yeah. this is this is this is better. the one. This is the ultimate. This is my ultimate. I'll think TV about it, but again I don't like creepy. Don't let creepies. zombies get you. Don't think of the zombies. It's a thriller and it's a good story about a group of people trying to survive in a world they know nothing about. You should do a VO on that. That's really good. <laughs> uh, do you want to do a hero of the week? 
Yes. Okay, so each week uh, on the Dublin podcast, we're going to uh, award our hero of the week. They can be weird, wonderful, or strange, or um, PJs are usually are. So, do you want to start with yours? Yeah, my hero of the week is actually much more normal this week. Okay. I was at the Vodafone Comedy Festival. In Galway? In Galway, just back uh, yesterday night. I'm going night. to Galway this weekend. I'm so excited. Ah, man, it's like... Deadly. It's such a great place. Yeah, like, it's a good it's city. It's such a great place. There's always something going on. Galway's the type of place that you have a mouthful of whiskey and it feels like the world has just started dancing. It's like <laughs> unbelievable. You could use that Galway for your, your <laughs> next ad campaign. Have a yeah. mouthful of whiskey and Galway, the world. where it feels like the world is dancing. <laughs> That's your new tagline for the city. Yeah, yeah. Forget this medieval old crap. It's yeah, just where it, it feels like the world is dancing. It helps with the whiskey. And that is amazing. I love whiskey. Jeez, I know I you're whiskey. a big whiskey fan. And they've got this incredible whiskey trail with all the pubs. Oh really? Oh, yeah, whiskey, whiskey specific pubs that do all these great things. Oh, it's just brilliant. And Mockness had this incredible parade. And then we were doing our gigs. Gigs were going pretty good. Mm. And we got on stage then to do our last gig at the festival in the, in the Black Box, which is a pretty big venue. Okay. Know, it's, like it's, it's going to be bigger than the big, canteens right? you're going to be playing in. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, this is big, right? Big, big venue. Hundreds of people in. And a bando man got on. Now, I don't know if you've seen a bando man I've never before. seen them, but I've heard... I know what they do. This guy, he... He gets up on stage and he raps. And mm-hmm. he raps completely off the top of his head. He asks the audience for suggestions. Amazing. And he raps. Now... I've seen it done before, but I've never seen it done to the level he does it at. I've never seen And he's a posh guy from Dublin. He's got literally no hip-hop credibility in the hip-hop world, you would imagine. He's this posh Dublin white kid who is just the most talented person I've ever seen. Wow. Like, the most talented person I've ever seen. I need to follow but, him. And I had to follow him, but he gets on stage, him and his buddy Sam, who plays the Xylo synth. Amazing. So a xylophone, that's a synthesizer. It's incredible. Right? So he's up there, the two of them, and they... Get on stage, and the second they walk out on stage, there's a power failure. So you got a hip hop act with a xylo synth, a synthesizer, microphone, and they've got like hundreds of people in the room and a power failure. Sorry, so this is isn't part of the gig. No, it this just is, happened. It just go- happened. Oh no! The worst time when you could possibly imagine. Uh, and Rob, Abandon Man, Rob from Abandon Man, he just goes, "No problem." So he gets Sam out, and he says, "Can you beatbox? Just beatbox." And he goes, "Yeah." And they beatboxed this song called What's In Your Pocket. So we went into the audience so they could hear him and started like asking stuff to empty out stuff out of their pockets. And anything they took out of their pocket, Amazing. he was just making stuff up on them, on that second about the stuff that was in his pocket with no electricity, with no power, nothing. Uh, and then he realised he couldn't carry on with the show until the electricity was fixed. So he just got three people out of the audience, puts them on stage, made a Halloween party committee and he <laughs> rapped with broken equipment completely off Amazing. the cuff with a situation you could never have foreseen and entertained like 500 people and then the equipment kicks to life again so oh, I was like oh yeah, for god's so sake good. and he stormed it and I was like I've seen maybe three or four performances in my life as a stand-up comedian that have just made me go this is fucking special yeah. man. there's something going on here and that was one of them so a band on man hero two of lads, the week hero of the week I swear to god if you haven't seen him you gotta see them anyone that can go through that shit on stage and come out with a standing ovation is a, a hero of the week. We love Absolutely that hero. Do you obviously went home and didn't follow him then went off my mind. Luckily they took a break. 
Uh, Imagine getting up ladies after and gentlemen, PJ Geller, who suffers quite badly with uh, any type of stage fright, has <laughs> just gone to the toilet. If he just takes us off to the bar for five minutes, we'll uh, we'll reconvene in five. Thanks. He's gone. Where's he gone? <laughs> but uh, he did this thing, and now I reckon uh, they should. At every gig now, they should pretend their gear is broken. It should be part because of it because they heightened the end of it so much. That's incredible. Well, they're exhausting, though. I'd say absolutely exhausting. exhausting yeah. Well, that is a deadly hero of the week. I really <laughs> yeah, like that good. one. And um, so, go away was good. You loved it. Mm, they're yeah. brilliant. Like. But they stayed in a hotel that I've in called the Connacht Hotel. Apparently, it's the busiest hotel in Ireland. Getting breakfast was like an adventure sport. There was grannies, wrestling mothers, and people like stag parties, like trying not to get sick on sausages, and school kids with skateboard. I've never, I've never seen a hotel so busy in my life. It was like sleeping in an airport. It was the maddest hotel. I've but good ever. though. Good, but Mental. insane. Like in, like you're lying in bed and you just hear <laughs> into the distance. Like I think there was people riding mopeds up and down the calls. It was <laughs> insane. It was absolutely. Imagine looking out. In, in the hall, you're like, what? He's fucking going on. Insane. Not whiskey. That whiskey's yeah. really got to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have got the 12 year whiskey. Oh, it's God. It's, it's messing with my shirt. Absolutely mad. I look forward to my weekend and go away then. Yeah, yeah. I'll come back and be like, it was very subdued. Yeah. Don't plan work on Monday morning. No, I won't. Don't come out of Galway and think you're going to be productive the next day. No, it won't happen. <laughs> Definitely won't happen. That, well, they're great hero of the weeks and, uh, and go away. We're loving it. My hero of the week are heroes of the week. Bank holiday Monday absolutely a ration rain it was miserable it was cold the temperatures were crappy and a lot of people from my my GA club my local GA club St Jude's uh, took part in the Dublin Marathon now I think anybody who takes part in the Dublin Marathon is a hero are incredible is a hero yeah yeah. so we went down on Monday to go and stand and just cheer people on just clap and be like well done keep going all types of enthusiastic things to say to these people as they're hitting their 16th going "Ah!" whoop Keep going. Yeah. So all the lads from and it's ladies. A, it's almost sadistic. Keep yeah, going. Always, you're doing great. We're going to be well at the done. finish line yeah. with a coffee. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, these all the guys from, and the girls from the club ran for Jack Halpin. So Jack Halpin was injured in Berkeley. Uh, and thank God he's home and he's doing great. So we have dudes for Jack. And there's been loads. But this is the last big push for the yeah. fundraising for Jack. Everybody who took part in the marathon are heroes. But there was one man. Oh, yeah. One guy. Oh, I know where this is going. And he was running along. Yeah. Okay. And his face was red. Yeah. His body was red. Dying. And he was sobbing. Yeah. Somebody somewhere was going, you know, pain is temporary. Pride's forever. This man is literally like, I'm only in Terran here. I'm not even nearly there. And he just is absolutely in an awful state. But my hero goes to the lady behind him. Oh my God, I can't believe he doesn't get it. Jogging on her phone. Yeah, so I'm just just going through Terran. You're no one Grant. Yeah, okay, great. She's my hero. This man, no, I'm joking. He's totally oh my, my God. hero. I was just about to go. This was the most one-sided. 
No. Oh, you couldn't he, have done that. He was a hundred percent my hero, and I hope he, I I wanted to get his number and like not as in his mobile number, but as in his to make sure that he finished because I was like, you are amazing. Just keep going, and yeah. you'll get there. And I'm sure you're having mentally the worst time of your life. But worst. Hang tight. There's uh, something so admirable about. Oh, it's, it's so on my bucket list. About 2017. I am doing. I was wanting to do one last year, but I was pregnant, so I was heavily pregnant, so I couldn't do it. Um, so n- like tw- 2017 is my go-to because two years I feel is a good time to mentally prepare for one. Um, but yeah, but this poor man was really in an awful state. So I, I think about him and I hope he's my hero of the week. But there was genuinely a girl jogging behind him on, on her phone. phone. It was it was literally like Not the yin and yang of the world. Yeah. Just right in front of me. So yeah, so well done to you everybody, know? but he's my hero. This is what happens, man. This is life. Sometimes you're the roadrunner and sometimes yeah. you're the coyote. <laughs> I'm telling you. What a great analogy. And, and we all are one of them. And yeah. you just don't know when you wake up in the day which one of those fuckers you're going to be. And you know, because the coyote's just... The roadrunner is just sprinting along. Minding his own business. Doing his thing. Doing his thing. Me, he me. doesn't even know the coyote's after him. No. And everywhere he goes, everything works out. And then the coyote, just nothing. No. It's ever going to work out well for him. Like he, he, some, I saw when he, he, he paints a picture of a tunnel on the wall oh, on the screen yeah. and he puts it at the edge of a cliff and the roadrunner's coming so the idea is the roadrunner's going to go through the yeah. screen fall off the cliff and smash himself up That's and he's coyote meat right? Yeah. So he's the end of the pl- it. It's a foolproof plan. Mm-hmm. Roadrunner's not checking it now. He's That's oblivious. Yeah. And the oblivious roadrunner runs into the screen mm-hmm. and goes up the fake road and runs off into the distance. So the coyote looks at it and goes well I've obviously miscalculated runs through the screen obviously it doesn't work for him and he crashes and smashes himself down at the ground and what does he do he looks at the camera and goes uh, <laughs> he's just given because he knew Yeah, he knew because we've all been that coyote where you wake up and you think true. it doesn't matter what I do but yeah. I'm not going to give up no we'll keep, we'll keep well, that guy, <laughs> I'm never going to give I up I pray that that guy got to the end yesterday but there's something just amazing about someone running down the road <laughs> crying and looking at the world and saying I know God you can't beat me oh I'm like can you imagine the euphoria he felt when he actually crossed he the line because they say something like 3000 don't cross for whatever so I hope he was one of the ones that crossed the line I hope he did I hope, yeah. he, I hope he's woken up today feeling like the woman on the phone did yesterday yeah. Yeah. I hope today he's the roadrunner no, he, and she's the coyote I hope today bed. her legs are fucked and he's lying there wrecked Oh Jesus! You know he saw With his medal, but he feel he's holding that medal like there's blood in his hands, yeah. and he's holding it going, "I knew I could do it." I know I could do it. Well, you see, I think the me- first of all, the medal is incredible. And this, I had this conversation with my father-in-law. So um, I'm going to do a 10k or 5k run. There's like a night run coming up in November. Going to do that. Then the aware Christmas run is on in December. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to try and do a 5k, 5k, 10k run for the Brilliant. next couple of months. That's my goal. Brilliant. Now you're going to now, have to keep us up to date. Now you put it out there, you're going to have to keep telling us about it. It sounds like I'm doing it because I want to do all these things or whatever, but it's not. I've realised as a 35 year old woman, I don't have a lot of medals. You don't? No. So you know, like, like Joey has quite a lot of medals of for sports yeah, and whatnot. Senior football player. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And he like, and he was just one of those like all round. Played cricket. Played rugby. Like, yeah. <clears throat> no, hate those guys. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Do anything. Has all these medals and guy like goes and wins golf things and whatnot. I have the high jump in second year because yeah, I was okay. abnormally tall for my age so I came second though because there was someone who was actually good at it but I just kind of was just tall so I just had to throw myself over it so second that I have a bronze for Disco Dance and Summer Project 1986 <laughs> um, and I did the mini marathon okay well that's cool right that's a good one yeah so I didn't get a medal for giving birth which I believe should be standard issue uh, you had a, you got a child I didn't it. get a medal 
You got a child. I didn't. Can I wear a medal around? I can't wear a child around my neck per se. You can. But I, my mini marathon medal, I wore it for th- about a week. I was on midday and everything sitting there. They were like, the mini marathon was two weeks ago. Shut up. I'm wearing it. <laughs> I'm not taking it off. I'm really not doing it for the good of doing the runs. I need to accumulate. Yeah, you want silverware. You want something to call something that's material I that feel, you can look at and go, this is a symbol of my effort. I think myself and Jose Mourinho are probably on the same wavelength. Yeah, I understand that. Do you know, we're probably, we're the both there looking for silverware. Yeah, yeah. He uh, hasn't got anything for a while. They probably have more than I do. You've obviously got a competitive nature. Somewhere. Like you're not, you don't want to just participate. You want to win something. You well, want if I only had something. to kind of walk from there to there and they give me the medal, I'd do that as well. Yeah, but that's still, there's, there's still competition in that. Yeah. Someone's still saying, if you do that, I will give you this, right? Oh, and I got a, I got a, a chocolate medal. We get a chocolate medal every year skiing. They have an awards ceremony. It does. Awards ceremony at the end of skiing, at the end of our week, and you win. So I got like best injury for doing my cruise shit. Brilliant. No, if you can eat your prize, it doesn't count. Do you eat it though or do you wear it, PJ? That's Uh, the question. Well, I think we all know what I'd have done with it. So, yeah. So there there you go. So that's what I'm going to do. So if you know of an event that have medals that you can win. The worst idea in the history of the earth is give a medal. That participation medal is an insult. An insult to childhood. But this is it now. An See, there's no winners anymore in sports days. The kids just go and everyone gets a medal for... Well, I don't know if they get medals, but everyone... There's no such thing as first sec. Like, what's but the point? Not, I'll tell you why it fucking pisses me off, right? Right. This is why... Tell this, me, Peter. This is my rant. If we're going to do a weekly rant, this is my rant, Hit right? Hit me. Because this participation medal thing, mm. it totally devalues sports and the arts. Right. It devalues it to the point where you're saying this is not as important as history or academia or maths or anything else because mm-hmm. they don't give everyone a pass for sitting the fucking maths exam. That's true. They don't give everyone a pass for doing the geography exam and there's kids in school and I was one of them who wasn't good at that shit mm-hmm. and we would do drama stuff or sports stuff and then you you go out and you fucking work hard just as hard as those other kids do to pass their tests mm-hmm. and, and you got one chance to prove yourself and you get a medal and then some shit to bed that gets medals who can't even put his boots on the right fucking feet gets a medal the same as you after you've worked harder after you've got some natural you finally get to beat these assholes at something that you value and the teachers in the school term are going nah yeah I know yeah you value this but we don't everybody gets a medal for this shit because ah you you know what I mean You, you, you did your stretches yeah, you, you, well, well, I mean, the sack race is the sack race. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? Some people might only be good in the sack race in their lives. That's they true. might not be anything else. But you got to say, you got to say, I'm an egg and spoon or myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I, I, it drives me a participation mill. Oh, Jesus, stick it in your ass. So that's your rant for the week. That's then. my rant for the week. If there was Sources. to be a rant, that was definitely a good one. Briefly before we wrap up, we may talk about this ki- this fifteen year old kid. Um, I think he's in the north of Ireland who hacked into this website. Oh, tell me! He's what. a fifteen year old, and he's hacked into a website, and they think that maybe maybe four million four million customers details. <gasps> talk talk. Yes. Yes. He's 15, 15 years of age, and he's hacked into Talk Talk. They think possibly four million people's details are just out there at 15 I was playing with Barbie dolls I like at 15 I was still trying to get the work out how to get the optimum use from a chair do you know what I mean and then you see do you know what I love do you know what I love you know Souvent Souvent I think a Souvent is someone that has a particularly genius talent in one particular feed a Savant oh is that what it is I don't know but whatever it is Savant I think right (laughs) 
<laughs> but I love. What did you call them? A souvent. Well, you're just racist. <laughs> <laughs> this is me trying to say something intelligent that I've just Sorry. pronounced the exact word I was talking I could about be completely wrong. wrong. I could be wrong. I think it's Savon. But I love when these kids, they come out of like nowhere, right? Mm. And, and they use their powers for evil. <laughs> I love it. Like, you know, you're sitting down, you're watching the Late Late Toy Show. It's a, toy, toy Show's a ringer for one. And they get some kid out and he's like, I made this clock and it was amazing. Oh, that little and, kid uh, yeah, that was uh, on the Late yeah, Late. There was one of him and yeah, he wanted to be a uh, horologist. 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 Finally, one of us So he could hand make watches and clocks and shit. Kid was and incredible. Then you get other kids on and they're like, I don't know, for some reason they always have a limp. And they'd be like, you know, but I can, uh, you know, I can play Beethoven's Symphony. Or they have one kid that sort of, she looked into, remember just one kid, she sort of looked into the middle distance. Like she wasn't really in the room, but she was able to uh, paint or draw pictures. And they were like, I mean, it looked like a, fo- a fucking photograph. It was a photograph. And it was done, she did it by hand. Eddie's now granted, she couldn't bother. converse very well, but she was in, like, what she was doing, incredible. Incredible. And they're using their powers for evil. In a really good way, these oh, kids. Oh, those ones are those good, ones, sorry. Yeah. And you kind of feel, I have to say, I'm always a little disappointed in them. But when I hear about a kid like this who's 15 years old yeah. and he's decided, I have the power <laughs> to change the world in a good way. And he says, no, I'm going to bring down the empire. I'm going to get four million's personal details and control them for a ransom. But this I, is I the love thing. that kid. This kid... Let's think about this logically. Now, I could be wrong, right? But this kid is 15 and he's hacked into Talk Talk. Yeah. He had to start somewhere. Of course he did. Do you, you're going to build your and empire. And this wasn't his first time. No, he's, he's been around. So you want to know where he started? Like, yeah. they're, they're going to find where he... He we, hacked I, the local newspaper probably. Bit by bit. Did a couple Echo. of credit cards. Yeah. Oh, he worked his way up yeah. to Talk Talk. So like, I would say Talk Talk was only really mid-range of where this kid was headed for. Of course, and he had he to know... He was going for the big ones. Oh, know? yeah, because he had to know that Talk Talk was the one company that didn't uh, scramble or yeah. encode those details. Like, like he, he didn't just randomly sit down on Sunday evening going, so, Talk Talk. Yeah, yeah no, no. He's worked oh, on yeah, he this. he built it up. There's there a master wo- plan here. There's a master plan. And that's incredible. Why I, that's why I love this kid. Yeah. That's why I love this kid. There's an amazing documentary called The Artful Codgers. Oh, right. It's about this family and the ki- and this guy is an art dealer and he's selling like Egyptian relics, you know, thousands mm. of year old relics and amazing paintings. He's selling, he's making millions and millions doing this. This is his job. But it turns out his kid is making them all in the shed, in his garden in Yorkshire. Incredible. Like he was fooling the biggest experts in the world. At one point, the Queen came to see one of his pieces. No, yeah, it, it was on display. The Queen, Queen of the Queen of England, Lizzie Bangers herself. She comes to look at it, and she's like, "Oh, amazing that they found this and in such great condition." And it was made in a shed. No way. Made in a shed. Kid just knocking them out. Did it for years, and then eventually they get busted, they get raided, and they never spent a penny. They were doing it purely because they could. Just yeah. because they could. And they said to him, why didn't you spend the money? He goes, why would I have six pairs of socks in the drawer? I haven't even worn you. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, God, I wish I was one of those kids. Bet oh. you that kid didn't care about whether he got a medal or not. No, he didn't care. Didn't it, was, it was good enough just to fool, fool the world. Well, they're right. Well, look, we'll stop fooling the world, world for today. The Dublin podcast is going to be every week. Join us. It is, it is just this. It is just this. It and is it's just this. Fun. And it's fun. Um, so, yeah, so we're here and uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. See you next week. Don't see them. Oh, how are you next week? In your ears. In your ears. In your ear holes.